pour yourself some soju and get comfortable because you are tuning into the confessions of a k-drama queen podcast k-dramas are my guilty pleasure and if you're here they're probably yours too so stick around because we are talking all things k-drama 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 Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a K-Drama Queen. I'm your host, Josie. If you want to get to know me and know who I am, follow me on Instagram. Um, <laughs> uh, wow, I don't know what kind of intro that was. Clearly, I'm winging it this episode. But uh, like I was saying, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at K xl i usually try to post k drama stats make funny reels or cool reels um and i keep it real so yeah uh, this episode's gonna be a doozy i can feel it see this is how i know it's gonna be crazy because i forgot to turn my microphone on but i think i'm gonna keep that intro because who doesn't love bad singing <laughs> Okay, so in this episode, I'm going to talk about why her. I'm currently all caught up. I believe uh, episodes one through eight. The next episode comes out in a couple days, but I'm going on vacation. So I'm just trying to get ahead of the game and get some stuff recorded before I head out. So today is June 27th, and I'm just going to talk about some points and the direction of where I think the drama is going to go in. So right off the bat, I can tell you that I really wanted to watch this drama because of the male leads. Wow, I said the male leads. The main leads, uh, Sa Hyun Jin, who is a very good actress, in my opinion. I've seen her in a few other stuff. Um, one of the crazy ones was uh, You Are My Spring. And I can honestly sh- like say that she really ate and left no crumbs in that drama and in this one um homegirl has never disappointed me and i'm only halfway through the show and she just stole the whole thing i'm telling you eight left no crumbs then we have juan inyop i'm sorry if i be killing these names okay i'm studying korean i'm on level two so sorry (laughs) just so omnida uh so He is very handsome, and I've only seen him in True Beauty, and he was pretty cool there. Uh, He made it into the entertainment history as a model under YG and made his acting debut in 2018, so he's still fairly new to the game, and it's crazy that he's 31. Not that 31 is old because I'm 28. Don't y'all say that's old. Uh, but <laughs> I thought he was like 23, but still, I'm very excited to see him grow. I'm pretty sure that he's going to be one of those actors to keep an eye on. Like, he's going to be very big, I, if if you don't consider him big already. Um, he'll probably be as big as like Lee Min Ho or something, or at least as far as like popularity in K-dramas and stuff. 
So Why Her is about this big shot lawyer who is one of the youngest to be considered partner or um, to be in the consideration to be partner in one of the nation's most prestigious law firm. Um, so her name is also Jay. Pretty much she is constantly kicking ass in the courtroom. Sorry if you are offended by my language. Um, but she's very quick-witted and talk about like education she only has a high school degree so you know she is phenomenal and this scandal happens which causes her to lose her promotion because she's in the works of becoming partner and uh, basically this girl fell off a building we're still deciding was it suicide or was it murder we don't really know. I mean, we kind of, I know, but for those who are just starting the show, it's mysterious in the beginning. Um, but she's forced to become a professor at a local law school. And it like immediately starts with the tea. Like the first scene, she's cleaning blood off her hands. Like this is the first scene, like first frame. She's cleaning the blood off her hands, off her white dress. You know, it's stained, everything. The dramatic music is blasting and she steps out of the building without any shoes. And she walks into this crowd in front of this big building and there's nothing but a huge crowd and police lights and a dead body. I'm going to be honest, in the beginning, I wasn't really a fan of her character uh, just because when I've seen her, I think the last drama that I saw her in was You Are My Spring and then I saw Miss um, another Miss O and she plays this very sweet character. I mean, aside from You Are My Spring and the whole trauma PTSD with that one, she's still, you know, fairly nice, right? So in this one, she is kind of snaky and like kind of a hbic if you know what i mean and she's just very cold-hearted and she calculates everything she did a very good job of playing her part of being a b-i-t-c-h um because she was just very much giving off that vibe that she will step on anyone and everyone to get to the top honey like i don't care who you are but i am gonna own this whole building so she puts the b in hbic i'll give her that so not only is she cold-hearted, she may have a drinking problem. Um, uh, well, the writers wanted us to imply that their job was is very stressful because she put herself in the hospital the first episode for arrhythmia symptoms that were brought on from all the drinking. I mean, baby girl was, she was downing a bottle of glass at 2 p.m. in her office in broad daylight. But I digress. You know, you do you, boo. Um, so I understand the emphasis that she works in a very stressed environment that could cause her to act that way. However, throughout the episodes, we see that she starts to let her guard down when, you know, she starts falling for her student who is mysteriously tied to her past. Um, crazy. I have no idea how I'm going to navigate this podcast episode without spoiling too much because there's just so many organic plot twists that happen even in the early episodes. So bear with me. You know what? F this. Play the sound. 
Okay, so if you're new here and you hear that magic girl Sailor Moon sound, it means that there is a spoiler alert ahead. So beware for what you may hear if you haven't watched the show already. And normally I play it on the second half of the recording towards the end of the episode. You know, I don't want to give away the ending, but I mean, this show is so good that how am I going to explain certain things without giving you all the info? So that's just how we're going to play it this episode. If you don't want it to be spoiled, you're going to have to come back after you watch Why Her. So anyways, the guy that she falls for, who is her student that I said was tied into her past, was actually her very first case when she became a lawyer right and he they didn't win the case he was convicted of raping and killing his stepsister he was framed so he was forced to spend a year in jail for a crime that he didn't commit but luckily a year later he was released because the quote-unquote new culprit was found and he was released he then changed his name from Gongdu to Gongchan, and he basically made it on his own in the market or the fish market, and he got his way into law school where he found his beloved lawyer who he had been searching for all of this time. Since we're on the subject of Gongdu becoming Gongchan, can we talk about how the young actor playing Gong Chang looks nothing like the adult version of him? I am so sick and tired of these Korean dramas just hiring anybody to play their younger version or the younger self because they be looking nothing like the characters. So when they do these flashbacks, right, I'm like, who is this supposed to be? And then they say their name and I'm like, oh, this is a flashback of himself. Where did they get this guy from? So when he got out, I'm thinking like, well, maybe maybe he got out of jail and then not only changed his name, but also changed his face and you know just so he wouldn't be recognized mind you i just finished watching worry the virgin where one of the crimes that was in the show was running a secret part in the hospital where they were changing the faces of criminals so i was like you know this is very much possible you know part of the thing but no i realized that they really wanted this this young teenager to play him and they look nothing alike so kind of threw me off a little bit I would say that is the only thing that bothered me, I guess, with the show. But this show has so many, like I said, organic plot twists that I honestly can't read the room very well. Like with dramas, I can tell you from the beginning who, you know, who the the culprit is and how things are going to end. But this one, it's open. Like I have no idea how, you know, what direction this is going to go in. I've never seen so many criminals in one drama. They're, like, literally everyone is a suspect. For example, when uh, Gong Chan was originally convicted for his stepsister's, cr- or his stepsister's murder, the lawyer that he went against is one of the professors at the law school that he attends. He's a perv slash racist. Uh, wow, <laughs> racist. Rapist. Um, 
Ciao. And I bet you he had something to do with the crime itself because they did a flashback where um, the CEO of the TK law firm, that prestigious law firm that OCJ works at, the head honcho, his son and his friends were caught uh, with the middle schooler, you know, Gongchan's stepsister. And we don't know who did it. We know that it's between the CEO's son or two of his friends. However, he did hire that guy to clean up the mess, but still he knows the truth, which makes him a culprit. Then we have the CEO, TK himself, who is a criminal for so many reasons, but for this one in particular, he might be the reason why that girl fell off the building. We all know that a, that guy pushed him. You know, he got blown up in the car later on, but you know, who gave the order? Could be him. That's who we're, that's where I'm thinking that direction is going to go in. Anyways, I don't want to get routed up on who the criminals or who the suspicious people are because we will be here all day because literally everyone is suspicious. So while they're trying to solve all these crimes that they're trying to point at Osujay, um, she and Gong Chan are starting to fall for each other and I really enjoy their love blossom. It really gives us a relief from all the plot twists that is happening throughout the show. But yeah, I like to watch it because he like knows the real her underneath the cold exterior and she's so taken aback by it, but is also enjoying the attention, you know, despite her other student becoming a little jealous who turned out to be the CEO's other son, the youngest son. Ooh, twisty. So he may be the only good one in the family, but in order to help her, he basically said he was going to work with his dad. So that could be a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's a good thing because he's going to be like the secret spy. But child, the biggest plot of all through all of this was the situation of her giving birth in America the seat that was the that was the real tea was when she gave birth to the baby who belonged to the eldest son and it was so messed up that the ceo tricked her into going there thinking that the son would follow and marry her but she ended up giving birth to a stillborn all by herself and then he married another woman the next day so i'm trying to figure out is the CEO's youngest son, I mean, the oldest son, is he an a-hole or is he just an idiot? Because he does give very much moron vibes. So like, I don't think he did it per se with the, that the, what's, what happened with Gong Chan's stepsister. I don't think he did it, but I don't know. He did do something with her and I don't know if it was forced or if they actually liked each other and she got pregnant. Then it gets really tricky because while Osu J is working on the eldest son's divorce, aka her ex baby dad, um, they she finds out that the their daughter is not biologically related to the wife. And I don't know how many years it's been. I think they said that it had been eight years since she gave birth to that stillborn. And the little girl, I think she's like five. So, you know, I don't think it's her child. But the time frame is very tight. So I guess they like to show that the CEO's eldest son likes to get jiggy a lot. Needless to say, the eldest son 
doesn't have a very good track record on being a good person. So with all of these crazy entanglements and these crazy connections between the characters and everybody has a secret background while all of this is unfolding and all of the love between the leads, um, OCJ steals a very important file from this big company on I think it was like the first episode so throughout the season she's blackmailing her her own firm and two other uh, big companies that work together you know blackmailing them and while she's going through these files she realizes that her name is on all these fake accounts so if if anything hits the fan she's going to be the first one to go to jail so everybody in this show is very two-faced backstabby I mean, herself included, because she came back after giving birth to the stillborn to her, to the CEO, aka her ex-baby dad's dad, and had him train her on being an awesome lawyer with just a high school degree. But it's all with the intentions of taking over the company and kicking him out. But at least she's... I, I wouldn't say she was hiding her intentions. She made that very well known. So the CEO is like, he helped her become a good lawyer, but in the end, he has to protect himself and he's ready to throw everybody into the fire necessary to save to, to save his own behind. And I give Osuj a lot of kudos because she is playing with the big boys. Like she's playing with these big dogs, knowing damn well that she is tiny and can get killed at any moment. Like when she took the file and one of the guys ran up on her in her, uh, her dad's office or whatever the location that she was in, she could have died. Like they definitely could have beat the crap out of her. But nonetheless, that's why you have Gong Chang. That's why you have a handsome male lead to come and protect you when you get involved with crooked and bad people. And he's also really smart because he's still trying to figure out his own case because he doesn't think that the culprit who went to jail for that crime he doesn't think it's him. I don't think it's him. No one thinks it's him. So he's still doing his own FBI investigation. But before I wrap up this episode, obviously I'm keeping it a little short. I love when Osuj gets arrested and Gong Chan comes out and he takes off his scarf. And I'm thinking, how cheesy is this? Is he really going to wrap a scarf around this girl while she's in handcuffs? Like, what if she doesn't want to wear the scarf? And the whole school is looking at the teacher get arrested and I was like this is so inappropriate but he actually wrapped it around her handcuffs around her wrist so that she can still kind of keep her dignity while she was getting arrested on school property because you know she's a professor and I was like oh that's so sweet I wasn't even thinking of that I, I just thought it was going to be another sappy moment but I was like oh that's pretty deep and then um she says water my plant for me and I was like see y'all just can't be discreet at all you're gonna tell him to water your plant in front of all these students insinuating that he knows what plant it is and he has access to your house but then you know her being her obviously it was his secret code because there was a laptop there so you know that's cool 
crazy how they really try to put her in jail for this crime that she didn't commit. They really did it to buy time because they know they can't go against her while she's out of jail. But little do they know that while she's in jail, you're just giving her time to think so that when she gets out, she's coming for everybody. Okay, she's stepping on everybody's neck. So this last episode, uh, episode eight, she is in the trial hearing on seeing if she should remain in jail or be admitted and obviously she gets out because big purr and it the last episode ends with her and gung chong hugging each other and stuff so that was very sweet um i guess i'll put the two-parter out or i might actually talk about eve next week and then wrap you know wrap back around why her we'll see but till next time thank you for joining me on confessions of a k-drama queen if you want to find me and be my friend, be my chingu, because I'm always down for being friends, okay? If you're in Texas, let's get some Korean barbecue. If you online, let's get some virtual Korean barbecue, you feel me? Um, but that's at k.dramaqueenxo. See you next Monday.